Shakedown. I'm your host, Tyler Mertens, and today I am seated in a booth at the Flemington Coffee Shop in Flemington, New Jersey with Ms. Carlin Turner. Hello, Carlin. Hello there, Tyler. Hi. Thanks for doing this. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. This place, this was Carlin's pick, she told me to come here, is like the cutest little very old school, old fashioned diner you've Very, ever seen. Yeah. The name it, coffee shop was misleading. I didn't expect this. I didn't either. The first time I came in here, which was realistically only a couple weeks ago, I had expected to maybe be able to get a bagel or something. I was starving and um, very pleasantly surprised to see a standard like breakfast counter, mm-hmm. uh, lots of little booths. Mm-hmm. This place has been in business for 57 years, owned by the lovely Arlene and Bobby. Uh, it's very sweet. That is amazing. Yeah, and standard they, New Jersey. They're style. the only owners. They, they, oh no, they, that's them. Wow. Yeah. Only waitresses. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're the ones. Yeah, this is very Jersey here. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, it, it is. It is beautiful. And we got some milkshakes here that are in these like beautiful glasses. Uh, they're I don't tiny even know how to describe too. it. Little little portions. Right. Well, not that you don't also get the, the giant, whole rest you know, of it. Silver cup. That's next just to us. Your ice cream. Yeah. Let's there. just finish those mm-hmm. off if we can. Oh, that's awesome. Alright. Oh, the food is here. <gasps> Beautiful. Thank wow, you. Has that. Looks lovely. Florentine oh, wow, wow. Benedict. Right? That, eggs poached to perfection. Those eggs. The, the know, most perfectly circular too. poached eggs. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this, this is turning out better and better every second. Oh, yeah, I've just been one surprise after another with this food place. Food here is fantastic. Wow. I'm sad I didn't discover it earlier. I have lived in this town for the entirety of my existence, <laughs> and uh, I have not really done much exploring in in this Shame. immediate area. Yeah, I've been well, too busy trying to leave it <laughs> pop punk out. style. Get out of your hometown. <laughs> to be fair, um, this place is in a shopping plaza. Flemington basically is a series of shopping plazas. Oh, one hundred percent. It's you hit the car dealerships first, mm-hmm. and then shopping plaza, shopping plaza, shopping plaza. That's about. It. Yeah. And yeah. this one, this shopping closet in particular, has a Staples. That's oh, the main. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, there's a Staples. That's the main uh, draw. It's Staples. Fitness. Yeah, there's a gym, one of those. Um, yeah. And then in between, little stuff, you know, a little pizzeria, that kind of thing. Yeah, there's a great Italian bakery here, too. Um, smaller guys really hidden amongst the giants. Giants, right, um, and you wouldn't have right. otherwise. Right, that's the noticed. crime of it all. You would never expect to see this place in here. No, such that's a cute true. little old-fashioned diner. And it's been here long before the Staples. Um, really? I don't know. I don't know what the state, the location of the Staples was before. Um, all I can imagine is that they built this shopping center around this diner. Like this had to have been here. I wish before. I could see a time lapse video <laughs> of. <laughs> it was just a diner in the middle of a field, and then they built a parking lot. And then the traffic circles. Oh, man. Yeah, three of New them. New Jersey is just... Tra- I've never seen so many traffic circles living in Pennsylvania. You know, it's funny. When I was at Westchester, um, my dear friend Sean, uh, I had drawn a map for him of Flemington and the style of these traffic circles because I live at the end of three. 
uh, in order to get anywhere I need to utilize at least one of them. Um, and he said, oh my God, I've been to, I've been to a traffic circle. I know, I know what this is. And he was taking us to a mall once and he went out of the way to show it to me. It was the tiniest, most pitiful little thing you could it lay across it and touch a, the curves on both ends. Now here it's you know it would take you a solid five minutes to jog across right. the bigger. They're of high the, pressure circles too when you're driving. People are not friendly. I I beeped at a guy today because he didn't yield and right. I, it would have been a collision. Um, right. But it's a uh, <laughs> it's kind of a strange setup. Almost necessary, I think. I'm sure intersections would work well as as well, but. That's true. I just, I wonder. They, it must be more efficient. I believe, I'm pretty sure it is. I feel like I've read that somewhere. Hmm. That you know, it makes sense faster. when you have several highways coming together right. to have a way to just navigate it like that. Um, I just don't understand why we have so many of them <laughs> in this town in particular. Everywhere. Everywhere. But it's a, it's a sweet town, um, or it was more so. Uh-oh. Um, the center of Flemington, uh, as we were kind of discussing before, has really deteriorated. Uh, my first job was on Main Street. That uh, business doesn't exist anymore. And, um, there, there are some people in the town that are really trying to make a comeback by um, buying up old businesses, like my my boss who has purchased the Union Hotel and is trying to uh, rebuild that to make it a functioning restaurant and uh, and hotel again because uh, it hasn't been in years. Um, but for the for the most part, it's just new contractors come in and start developing areas for more strip malls while some of our former strip malls have still not even been filled completely with businesses. Um, Pretty nuts. Yeah. Some of the more beautiful draws to Flemington, like the Flemington Fairgrounds, uh, where we used to have the Flemington Fair annually and the racetrack are now uh, the beautiful location of a Walmart. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no. That's what used to be in that, that place? Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's really sad. It was one of the few things that actually brought people to the area. Um, and now our local tourism is shot. Yeah. So Now it's the place to go if you need to go to Walmart. <laughs> exactly. That's which is shame. such a shame. That is yeah. a shame. Hopefully the pendulum will swing the other way if there's a lot of people doing what your boss is doing and trying to bring back these older I hope so. Businesses. Um, I'm sure that there will be a, a good amount of business for the Union Hotel once that gets started. Um, I'm excited to potentially be on board for that, though whether or not I'm going to stay in New Jersey for that amount of time is uh, debatable. <laughs> Yet to be seen. Yeah, we'll find out, I guess. Um, I'm just going to interrupt you for a second. Look at this beautiful toast. The butter, butter is, is just, I've never glistening. seen butter so spread so perfectly in like the most even glistening <laughs> layer. I just wanted to point that out. It just looks like a glaze, really. At first mm. I thought it was like honey or something mm. spread on there. Mm. Mamma mia. <laughs> bon appetit, my friend. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'll talk for a second so you can at least get a few bites of food before I throw you to the wolves and make you talk for the rest of the uh, the show. Thank you, sir. So, um, we're here. We're at Flemington Coffee Shop on Reville Road, I believe, is mm -hmm. the name of the road. Reville Road in Flemington, New Jersey. It's right off of 202. When you're headed uh, 202 North, you can you have to make a right and to make a left. It's all that kind of jazz. So, Reville so Road in 202. Look for the staples. Yes, look for the giant staples sign. Um, you got to check this out if you are anywhere near the area. So, uh, we have our milkshakes here. We both got uh, strawberry milkshakes. We should have just got one to split now that, Definitely, now that we know. once we saw. I mean, they're, literally, these are made in an old-fashioned milkshake machine. I can see it from here behind the counter. It's like painted, Beautiful. you know, pastel green. 
They can only make one at a time, mm-hmm. and it's in one of those huge, tall milkshake cups. And you know, they give you the the big metal cup. They give you the little glass, pour it in for you, and you're left with all that the rest left over. So, mine's really good. You enjoying that strawberry milkshake? They are the same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I, but yes. our palates might not be. It is excellent, excellent. And then for breakfast, which it is uh, now one twenty-five in the afternoon, mm-hmm. um, I ordered a spinach omelet with home fries and a side of toast, and you have... This is the uh, Florentine, uh, what is it? Eggs Florentine? Benedict Benedict Florentine, Florentine. so instead of the Canadian bacon, um, Mm. because I am one of those veggie people, uh, it is feta cheese and spinach, and ironically, this is the same meal that I got the last time I was here, and you are consuming the same meal that my dear friend got the last time I was here. Pretty weird. Super weird. A little weird coincidence. They've got good spinach here. Yeah, this is tasty. This is omelet. It's just eggs and spinach. There's no no cheese or anything. It's it's really good. And the spinach is mixed in with the eggs, which is really neat. Right. Because it looks like a very thin layer. Hmm. I wouldn't even know, but fascinating. It's masterful. So we are eating. Pardon our forks and chewing that you may be hearing. (laughs) It is delicious, though. Totally worth it. Um, you, so the now, listener, can uh, just try to assume that it is also this delicious for you. Now, Carlin here, and I've actually talked about this story um, several episodes ago when I had Caitlin O'Connor on. I didn't hear that one. You my, never saw that? Oh, you no, got to check it out. My Your dear college roomie. roommate. She's also from this town. Right. We talked about when I had her on uh, how we met, which is the same time that you and I met. Exactly. It was uh, first day. Um on some swings. First day. Now, we were trying to figure this out. Did we have class that day? No. No, we did so not. It was, it was like orientation, orientation night. So like Friday or Saturday. It was right before the orientation that happened in the evening. It was kind of like right. the, um, what was it, Sykes After Dark they did? It was sort Something of like, like that. that, but it wasn't that yet. Right. Um, so the idea is they move all the freshmen in early, like before the weekend starts, before classes start mm-hmm. every every fall semester. So the freshmen, during that weekend, I think it's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I believe they have so. to attend. August 27th, I remember. Wow. Yeah. That's a good memory. I would never pull that one out of anywhere. 2010. Yep. So the freshmen have to <laughs> attend um, little orientation seminars, which, you know, don't get drunk, don't get too drunk, don't go on the internet and post public information, mm-hmm. go to class, that kind of stuff. So. And then otherwise let you mingle. Right. And while we great. were mingling, we... A group of my friends from my dorm wandered over to a playground just off campus, and yeah, Caitlin and so I did you. had. A, I don't remember where we had been beforehand, but I remember we had unicorn temporary tattoos on our hands. <laughs> uh, they were sparkly and that. wonderful, yeah. and uh, we saw some swings and decided that's definitely where we needed to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, lovely, lovely group of people. I, I honestly don't remember who you were with. I think you were one of the few that I retained from that interaction, but that was. Uh, Aside from my dear friend Kalani, you are—you were the second person that I met at Westchester. Right. And uh, I think that's really neat because she was the first, and she's been my dearest friend that I've held from that interaction. So, Isn't that interesting? Because yeah, usually people, you wouldn't expect that, the first couple people you meet, to be sitting here. I mean, what, what was that? That was, you said August 27, 2010. Exactly. How much further in the future are we now? You know? <laughs> well, I know that if I had stayed in school consistently, I'd be a senior. This would be my final semester. So Correct. about three and a half years ago, uh, right. I'd say. It would be three years ago last August. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wowee. Yeah. That seems like so long because we are so young still. 
I agree. Yeah. It, yeah, it feels quick, but it sounds long. That's Ex the thing. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's how I feel about it, because I just graduated. It's insane. Congratulations, by the way. What was Thanks. your major? Middle grades education. Middle grades. All right. So middle school. Grades four to eight. So you can work at an intermediate school and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's the idea. Oh, good for you. I'm trying to get my certification all figured out right now. My, uh, my mother is a teacher, slightly older years. She does high school. Okay. Um, what does she teach in high school? Biology. Mm. Uh, that is her passion and, and thusly has become mine through her vicariously. That's how it works sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am my mother. If my mom looked a lot like my dad, they would be me. So, okay. Yeah, he and I have the same I see. Same yeah. looks as your dad, oh, same yeah. personality as your mom. Precisely. That's funny. Um, but she's uh, really inspired a lot of her students. A uh, couple of uh, people that were in my grade have... I've run into them since graduation, and I remember one girl in particular uh, came up to me and said, oh my God, your mom changed my life. Wow. This girl is studying uh, environmental science now, um, is just an individual crusader against climate change and, and the bad people of the world. And your mom is the reason for that. Yeah, exactly. That's very powerful stuff. Right? And it's never going to work out so that every person you interact with will oh, sure. have that, but to to touch a couple lives and to change the way people think, yeah, fantastic. Probably makes it all worth it. I would imagine. Yeah, would that's imagine. that's why I'm. That's where I how I got where I'm getting. You know? Well, fantastic. So we got our lengthy introductions out of the way. Woohoo! All right. I'm gonna pass it to you. Pass the baton to you, and this is the part where I shake you down for your story. All right. Feel well, free to eat during it, by the way. If you need I to take, take a some, bite, some like some I, I can vamp, we can whatever. Don't don't feel <laughs> I'll stressed. I'll just point to you every now and then, and you got a beatbox yeah, for just, a minute or okay. two while I uh, take a take a bite. Ooh. It's the worst beatbox. Oh, I liked ever it though. It's kind of jazzy. I apologize. <laughs> All right. So, basically, um, in these past several months, really since May, um, it is currently the end of January. Uh, I have been so privileged just to do a good deal of traveling around these. Uh, this beautiful continent. Uh, I have covered 23 states and two Canadian provinces. The first of my traveling was done for love, which I highly recommend. Um, don't ever let something like that in, uh, discourage you, the fact that it could be temporary, um, because it was an incredible experience. Uh, man I had been seeing was living in Colorado. Um, we had taken a year off from school and decided to go ski for free, working on a ski mountain out there. And he wanted to stay for the summer. And so I agreed to go with him. He came back and collected me and some of his more summer-appropriate clothing, and we took the road trip out there. Um, the way out there, we hit Pennsylvania, Ohio, endless Ohio, um, Indiana, uh, Illinois, Nebraska, and then finally to Colorado, um, where we were in the southwestern portion. We could see Utah from our bedroom, which was incredible. Um, and we met so many beautiful, wonderful people on that trip. It is amazing the kindness that you experience after growing up in the Northeast, where people are generally chillier, um, to uh, going to a place where you walk down the street and every single person says hello, no matter whether you know them or not. Um, or what kind of day they're having. It's just a much more inclusive uh, community mm. feeling in a lot of other states. Um, on the way back, we took a totally different route. His mom was living in Santa Fe, and so we took the southern route. He wanted to see the Cowboy Museum, or the uh, 
like American Western Heritage <laughs> Museum in Oklahoma City, which was awesome. They had <laughs> a cool. full replica of a town from the uh, like coal mining era and the gold rush era. An entire town. That An you entire could walk town that you walked around and you know and you really walk cool. into the barber shop and some, you know, automated voice is uh, okay. welcoming you and um it was really actually kind of beautiful, though, um, especially uh, having spent the summer in an area that had been so fueled by the gold rush and coal mining and having been to a couple ghost towns that were, um, you know, real abandoned versions of this uh, mock um, little little area inside this museum. Um, so that was really neat. The, the town we'd been living in is called um, Telluride known mostly for its skiing um but in the summer they have incredible music festivals i was so excited all of my favorite bluegrass bands were there um but i was a new employee so i worked oh, no. every festival well um, that's good and bad right oh, yeah, you get it was, to experience the festivals absolutely still. um it was what are your responsibilities as you work one of those festivals well i was working in a swanky chocolate shop Ooh. um we sold truffles which are delightful little fattening morsels <laughs> um and ice cream we we started doing ice cream there so my responsibilities uh were mostly just to make sure that all of the um shirtless dudes that wandered in uh would still be served despite no shirt or shoes sometimes <laughs> Um, and it was, we lived in the mountains. We were living at nine and a half thousand feet. So it was never really more than 78 degrees. Uh There was no reason to have that little clothing on. It was still (laughs) quite chilly sometimes. Um, but so, I mean, that was, uh, it was just such a beautiful place, uh, surrounded by mountains. Um, for us personally, we lived on the other side of the main town. Uh, There's Telluride and then there's Mountain Village and, Mountain Village is where they kind of built up the more commercial, tacky hotels and mm-hmm. uh, cheaper apartments um, because the town of Telluride is very expensive to develop in. It is a historic mining town. And uh, so the town is connected by a free public gondola. Now, the first time I said this to someone who didn't know what a gondola was, I started to describe it. and She just thought it was amazing that there was a a river that you could, you know, that someone would guide you on in one of those boats, kind of Parisian style or not Parisian, Florence. You don't hear about that in the United States. That's because uh, that's because that's not what these gondolas are, actually. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. I've made the same mistake that that your friend did. Zing. They are uh, like cabins. They're kind of like a ski lift except they're enclosed cabins mm-hmm. so you're floating through the air uh, for about kind of half an hour yeah exactly yeah and half they, an hour on one of those things it was a slow journey uh, never never got up uh, i think maximum speed was like 11 miles per hour um but i'll tell you what it's uh it was incredible first of all if you had a couple drinks too many um it did two things for you uh the first is that there were gondola attendants lovely people you made friends with most of them and they would make sure you got home safely, and then you were awake at the end of your journey, and they'd kick you off the gondola. <laughs> you don't want to sleep through it, and then wake up, and you're going back. Yeah, right? Um, there was a Cinderella cabin, so if you got on the, the first gondola at midnight, they would make sure that they communicated to everyone along the line that it would keep going until you got off at your last yeah, stop. Good. It was good. Um, the other thing is that it takes you up. Uh, to ten and a half thousand feet elevation at the top of the station holds you there for about 
five minutes because it goes really slowly through there. There's a restaurant at the top, so people get off there. There are ski runs, so it's very common for people to hop on and off the gondola at that point. So you're going through there very slowly and then dive off the end nope. to Mountain Village. Beautiful and serene, wow. but I'll tell you what, in the dark at night, if you're on there by yourself, you've had maybe three, four drinks, you're feeling okay, you're swinging in the dark. Psychologically, you are drunker. And then once you get to that elevation, I think it actually increases your, your blood alcohol level or the way it affects you at the very least. Because by the time you get there, you are drunk. Um, it's a, It was interesting. I'm sure there's less oxygen, you know, that might have that something to do with That is definitely true. I'll tell you what, I have very low blood pressure and blood volume, and I struggled. Um, now, yeah. this is also an excuse uh, for not being in very good shape, so I ne never quite got used to the altitude, couldn't really exercise while I was there. Had so do you just get exhausted quickly? What, what is it's, it like? It's like a shortness of breath. Okay. Um, I did try running there for a little while uh, just to keep up with myself and it really was taxing. Um, it was much more arduous at the end of the workout. It actually felt really good to be running once you actually got into the, into the swing of things, but that walk back, once you've stopped the momentum, was just so daunting um, and laborious. But it was ultimately the most beautiful place I've ever been. Um, the stars there are so incredible. In New Jersey, there are probably about 17 stars. You know, you <laughs> can find the Big Dipper no problem. The 17 stars of New Jersey. There's a joke in there about how, you know, like one's Bon Jovi. Oh my one's God, Bruce I love Springsteen. Um, oh, who are Danny Tamborelli? Is he from New Jersey? Oh, he is. Danny Tamborelli. Thank you for Pete knowing who Pete that is. Fame. Yeah, he is now in a band. I believe it is called Joust. I'm not. Wow. He was also in um, Grand Theft Auto V. He plays oh my a big God, role. You're yeah, like his likeness and everything. You know, they made That's a character so that funny. he does the voice of and looks like him. Wow. That's fantastic. Wow, like Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, I was about to one say, yeah. One of my yeah. podcast idols. Oh, um, love him. John Stewart. He, oh. he is. He is from New Jersey. He's got some Jersey pride in there. Um, but I don't mean to derail you. Uh. Yes, no, absolutely. The 17 stars <laughs> in New Jersey. I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with a comprehensive list yeah, of 17 Yeah, you got to find all now. 17. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, out there, you can see the Milky Way. Um, wow. Because beyond the fact that you're out in Colorado, you're as far as you can be from the Denver Boulder area there up in the northeast and Telluride you're in the southwest um, we were so surrounded by mountains and to get reasonably priced groceries it was about an hour and a half's drive so it was really removed from everything which was incredible because for me here I am probably never more than seven to ten miles from a McDonald's um, the last McDonald's that we saw on our trip out there was probably four hours from the town that we were living in um, so the road trip out there was incredible. The road trip back was even more so, I think, because we, we took a little bit more time. Mm. You know, went through Texas and Oklahoma and, and some of those states that are um, a little bit duller to get through. Um, but once we got up, uh, once we got far enough east to the point that we started heading north, uh, we found ourselves in West Virginia, which is such an underrated place. It is absolutely stunning out there. Um, you know, saw wild black bears as we were driving through the Appalachians, or Appalachians, uh, as they call them down there. Oh, um, I never heard that. Oh, yeah. No, if you go down south and you say Appalachians, they're going to kick you out <laughs> until you can't have your grits. <laughs> but uh, Appalachians down there is the uh, 
the proper way, apparently. I think Appalachians sounds much more lovely. Appalachians. Appalachians. Wow. Yep. Um, down in the hills. Um, but when we were in West Virginia, we, we had intended to stay at a state park, um, as we did for most of our journey. Um, you just pull off and you can sleep in the car or sleep we, under the stars? Tents. What we, oh, yeah, um, red tents. Yeah, okay. my, my tent is very easy to set up. Um, it is my favorite. It is black and yellow and was thusly dubbed Tent Khalifa yep. in yep. 2011. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was trying to refrain from making a joke, but I'm we glad somebody on, else The first time it. I used it, we were on our way to Bonnaroo, and <laughs> Wiz Khalifa happened to be playing at Bonnaroo that year. He was not the reason we were going, but it became relevant. So that's, that's my baby, Tent Khalifa. He's in my trunk right now. Uh, along with two sleeping prepared. bags, two pillows, a tarp. Know. Oh, yeah, I'm set. Wow. Like, let's go camping immediately. You, um, I envy your lifestyle. This is awesome. Hey, thanks, man. I live with my parents, but it's, uh, <laughs> so do I, but it's pretty I don't go do cool stuff like go camping. Uh, you know what? Travel the world. It's really, it's just about setting aside the time, I think. It's right. not really as expensive as you think it is. Right. It's just the time. It's taking that time out of your progress, really, because there's, there's a part of me that feels like I've been very stagnant in moving forward with my life. Um, I did not do any more than just that one year at Westchester. Um, I just started two days ago. I started my two classes at the yes. local community center. Yeah. Congrats. I'm excited. Um, it's also really scary, um, but it's nice to be at a community college where all of my peers are not 18. Um, uh, I, I have a bit more in the way of So is this like, is it a school for people that generally are a little older? For the most part. I mean, Usually there are... Don't start there. Yeah. My little brother, it's actually funny and strange but my brother is four years younger than me so he would have been um he well in high school he was a freshman the year i left so we are we right. were exactly at the point where we would not overlap in high school or college mm -hmm. but he's gonna go to rbcc next year so he oh, and you I guys are, are finally gonna overlap <laughs> yeah we'll probably carpool uh, <laughs> and it's fine he's cool love him to pieces but i just never thought that he would catch up to me um it's a reality though i i think that Taking the time off for me was really important. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I, w I didn't have the drive to be there. I was skipping class all the time, and I really was not um, aware of the costs, both the financial price of going right. to school and also the the cost of wasting my time. Um, I'm uh, grateful for this time I took off, definitely, but it has almost felt like a waste, and I feel like that's almost part of the reason I crammed in so much traveling. I mean, yeah, recently. anytime you were traveling, that's, that part is not a waste at all, I, you know? I that's agree. the thing. I agree, and the, but the funny part is, is it's been like in, in a span of probably four months I did all this traveling. I've kind right. of dallied on the on the count of the, of the grounds covered, but, you know, the trip to and from Colorado, I count those as two separate road trips because they were very very vastly different in okay. the way that we did them and the, and the states that we saw we didn't touch a single state twice um wow. on our trip that's a cool trip it was really neat wow. um and then almost immediately after that um probably three weeks thereafter my my family um went on an rv road trip and this is part of what instilled this love of the road in me um is that when i was a child we did a lot of rving um Granted, I was not old enough or young enough to really appreciate it. That caught me kind of around ages 11, 12, 13, 14. Ooh, those are bad years for any I kid hated to do it. anything with their family. <laughs> exactly. I remember sleeping through so much awesome stuff like the Barbed Wire Museum. I don't know what state that was in. I want to try to find it. <laughs> you got to Google that one. Well, it's funny, actually, because at, at that cowboy museum, there was an entire room dedicated to barbed wire. Uh, you sort of made up for that. It was fascinating. That lost trip there. Really, you know, shaped the West for what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but so I, you know we went up to um, Canada on that trip where mm-hmm. did we go we went up to wow I am blanking there's a province up there it's beautiful all right let's think about this Halifax Nova Scotia Scotia's the one that's cool. the one yeah thank you thank you um, I went on a cruise there once it's the really? only Canadian thing I could tell you so we're lucky that <laughs> that is the same highly one. convenient <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible that was beautiful I got to see you know a moose out there which was neat just one just one she was, she was beautiful <laughs> they are enormous creatures oh, my god yeah. they're like towering ends of the of the forest uh-huh. um, but that was that was great because it was a uh, um, it was actually really weird timing. Um, that fellow that I had moved out to Colorado for went back to school in Asheville, North Carolina, where he goes, and it was immediately after he went back. So it was kind of a strange beginning of this long distance chapter again, as right. we had kind of gone back and forth through right. those couple years that we were together. Um, so being trapped with my family was kind of odd, and and it country where I couldn't really contact him right so I almost squandered that um but my my final road trip that I did this year was probably the most epic um thing that I've ever done in my life um I was volunteering for um this trailblazing group through the Sierra Club down in Kentucky and I went by myself which was really uh, just an amazingly freeing experience and as a as a young woman there are a lot of stigmas against traveling alone there's a lot of fear associated with that and i was definitely um a little nervous to do that um very conveniently there was some concern with my parents about where i might be staying on my trip down because Mm -hmm. i wanted to break it down into two days Mm -hmm. um but so conveniently uh, my dear cousin and his lady were in Virginia at a music festival that their friend had put together or something to that effect, and they were able to get me a ticket for just that night. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it was lovely. That's... So, got to see some local Virginian music, wow. which was fantastic. Talk about good timing. Oh, That's yeah, cool. fantastic timing. <laughs> the Judy Chops were incredible. The Check Judy them out. Chops. Yeah, yeah oh, they're wicked and soulful. Um, and then um, the next day I set off and I, I got myself to Kentucky. Um, yeah, but what happened actually was the day before I left, that boyfriend broke up with me. And it, I was supposed to go visit him after my Kentucky portion was through because I was going to be right there. Right. Um, so there was a part of me right then that I really didn't want to go, was just so just sad that these two years ended. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to try to do more traveling. I so associated that with him, which was the only real drawback of doing those okay. two initial big road trips right. with him. Right. Um, but when I when I left on that trip, it was incredible. To be greeted by my cousin and these new friends was just lovely that first night. And then getting down to Kentucky and working for a week, doing really honest work, hiking 7 to 10 miles per day um, in the beautiful mountains of Kentucky um, with these people that I'd never met before was so, so incredible. Um, the fact that they didn't know me, that they didn't have any prior knowledge of my relationship was really comforting because I didn't have to talk about it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I could with those that I, I wanted to later on. Um, and it wound up being uh, just the most amazing support group I could have had. I thought the timing was the worst, but it was probably the best it could have been. Um, because in that first week, realizing that I'm on my own um, for the first time in a couple of years... I was actually really on my own and, and I felt so strong and you know, we were just doing trail maintenance, 
um, putting signs up and making nature accessible for others, um, clearing brush, and it was um, it was difficult. It was taxing, and I slept so well. <laughs> I woke up with the sun every day, That's and it was really incredible. Wow. And then driving home, um, I did that trip from Kentucky to New Jersey in one day. Um, <laughs> Which was brutal it's a bit and of a drive. awesome. And you were by yourself, so it and wasn't I was like, by myself, oh, no. we'll do shifts driving. Yep, wow. <laughs> exactly. And that, that was the biggest difference um, between doing a road trip with someone else and doing it by yourself is realizing how much you're capable of. Mm-hmm. And I know that driving is not the most difficult task, but being able to cover that many miles yeah, that... on your own is really really cool. I would argue driving is very difficult. Just take a look at any of these circles that are around <laughs> us and some people are really struggling. That is but, definitely uh, true. Wow. Yeah. Kentucky so to New Jersey. How many hours is that trip? Oh God. Probably, um, probably about 13. Oh my Lord. Um, Truck drivers aren't even legally allowed to drive like 13 really? hours straight, are they? That. I don't know. There's, there's, we can make that up and pretend it's true because that sounds reasonable. There is a limit. I forget what it is. But uh, 13 it, was probably above that that's limit. That's pushing it. Wow. Yeah. It was really, really cool, though. Um, and then I'm super excited. Um, it's kind of bittersweet. My dear friend, uh, Jamie, is moving to Seattle in March, um, which is sad because I really just met her. It was one of those things. Um, um, one of my favorite quotes is that, your friends will know you better in the first five minutes you meet than your acquaintances will in a thousand mm. years. Richard Bach, Illusions. Great book. Like um, but that is, uh, is definitely true in a lot of ways. And, you know, I've, I very recently met this girl and instantly we just connected and fell into a beautiful mm. friendship. But she is leaving, moving on with her life, doing awesome things. And I so applaud her for that and, and being so brave as to just move to Seattle on her own. Um, but she's asked me to make the road trip with her and oh, nice. her adorable little Mini Cooper. So we're going to get to do the northern portion Ooh, this time. You haven't done that yet. No, I haven't. And so, Seattle. You ever been to Washington? I have not. No. Washington. Uh, okay. Weren't yes, you ma'am. going over to Seattle? <laughs> yes, exactly. With that friend who was here last time. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're okay. leaving in March. Oh, you Yes. But how are you getting back? I'm going to fly. Conveniently, oh. her hey, father nice. is a flight attendant. Oh, he can get you on a plane. I right? believe so. I'm not going to, like, count on a free ride, but perhaps <laughs> a deal would be nice. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to book it out there uh, the first yeah. couple days, get out to Chicago. She she wants to try to do that in the first day, so we will see. Wow. Yeah, it's doable. Oh, it's definitely doable. Um Chicago the first night and then down like out into like North or South Dakota uh, the second night and then spend the next seven days in the Badlands, uh, Grand Tetons, Yellowstone, uh, John Muir's Forest, Redwood Forest, Olympia. Uh, I know I'm missing a couple awesome landmarks, um, Devil's Tower, and then up the coast so that we can watch the sunset in the west uh, over the west coast and uh, up to Seattle but yeah I've never wow. been to Washington, Oregon, Montana so or Idaho so that's in March you're going to add a bunch more states to your list I'm so excited you're going to hit those 50 before you know it and then you're going to say what do I do now I know and then I that's when I get to branch out yeah, yeah I haven't really done that yet um, right Canada doesn't count. <laughs> Canada's just our hat a beautiful hat but <laughs> Something with a nice a big hat feather too. in it, yeah. A big trucker uh, quite hat. a large hat, yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you, wow. You've traveled more in four months than I probably ever will in my entire lifetime. Oh, don't say that, Tyler. I know. I know. There's so much I time. Get out there. 
you know what it's sometimes the opportunities just kind of fall at your lap yeah um i definitely wasn't expecting this last road trip i thought i'd had enough i was like i want to just stay here for a while <laughs> how does this this uh, seattle trip line up with your classes how's that going to work perfectly with my uh spring break oh, i will nice. leave the day after my classes yes. end and return the day before my classes wow. begin again so and that's I'm, just a week it's 10 days ten it's going to be 10 days okay. um Conveniently, since I'm only taking two classes, uh, my spring break is longer than the uh, scheduled that, that spring makes break. Sense. Yeah, so I have a couple extra days good, in there. Good, good. I am so excited, um, and it will be again bittersweet. It'll be sad to see this girl go, but it's funny because having just gotten out of a long-distance relationship, I can see already that this union with this girl Jamie is going to be oh, no. like more successful than that ever was. Oh, yeah. She's already saying like, "Oh, we're planning Skype dates, like you know, whatever day is <laughs> oh, going to be our day." Right? Like, we're going to be in better contact than he and I ever were. Wow. Um, but she's fantastic. She and I are already planning a nomadic lifestyle together yeah. and how we'll inevitably wind up raising each other's children and living together in a beautiful platonic <laughs> relationship. Exactly like wow. I believe, or I want to believe, Arlene and Bobby of this diner have lived their lives. That is, a, that is our hope, is to just emulate that beautiful platonic hetero relationship. Wow into our old age. You've got it all figured out. Uh, it's just a rough outline, but I'm excited. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing all your vast worldly knowledge. I don't thank want to so keep much you much longer me. from your food, which is probably a little chilly. But I'm taking it to go. I think a poached egg oh. might last a couple hours. Yeah, that's probably. a good idea. Because they do close at 2.15, and it is 1.55. Quickly so. approaching that time. Wow. That was spectacular. <sighs> makes me, and I'm sure it makes anyone listening, want to get off their butt and go drive somewhere nothing nothing better than the open road and a full tank of gas in the morning yes beautiful well how's that milkshake treating you oh it's wonderful i'm almost done actually no i'm not wow there's a lot <laughs> so hiding big. in there it's so big one full more cup yes at least wow all I right mine down. i'm about well, to it's bottoms up been a pleasure <laughs> cheers to you, my friend. Well, I'm Tyler Mertens. And I'm Carlin Turner. And that was The Shakedown. <laughs>